three minutes and 30 seconds. You think they're going to make it? I have no idea. Do we have any of the groups that are just you two in case we need to start without them? Uh, Jeb and Gunna. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I mean, one that yeah. hasn't gone yet. I mean, no, because the other groups, I mean, just... just. Uh, well, it'd be Radford. Just Radford. Radford right? and... Radford uh, and Mockery. Mockery, yeah. And then um, and then the other group is... Alan's uh, working Alan with the Bruiser. Bruiser, yeah. With uh, and then potentially and then also with um, Bradford Street, as well as um, Mr. Iceman, the mountain. The mountain. So mountain a lot. You, I made him up. That's awesome. I love it. When you named that one NPC like pickle whatever, mm-hmm. I just like looked at the camera and like <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. But then you made them fake, and that that. Redeemed it. Yeah. In my eyes. <laughs> Pee wee pickle bottom. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Should have been. Pee wee pickle bottom. Yeah, his name's Fuzzy Buns. He's a beaver folk. <laughs> Chat were pretty into Elaine Mollusk. Uh, and they were like, oh, did you did you also get an angular arrow proof cyber coach? And I said, yes, it's called the Cypher Truck. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can you can hear all about it in the previous episodes. On that's Spotify. right. Uh, yeah, everywhere True. you consume podcasts, we, we like are. to accidentally leave it places. That's yeah. pretty. Well, we always end up finding it. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been it was the fifth guy for a while. Yeah. <laughs> here, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll put our faces back up here. There's just some of us. Hey, some of us are here. It's my face on hey. your tube. That's right. Oh. My face on your tube. <laughs> <laughs> that that could be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Happy Mew. Yeah, we had to extend our intermission a little bit because Cleo was like, oh, I need some caffeine. I got to go get some caffeine. And I was like, yeah, it's right at the end of the street I at the gas station. You'll come right back. five-hour energy. Yeah, but and Cleo did not want it. they're not back yet. So I doubled our intermission time. I mean, to be fair, five-hour energy is not a pleasant experience to consume. I don't understand why people would say that. It's like drinking a big bottle of liquid Flintstone vitamins, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and that is a thing that everyone has always aspired to yeah. do in it's their not lives. A unpleasant and therefore, experience. we can describe chat. We need you to vote. Uh, is in Are is consuming a, a full kid? bottle of? No, I took Flintstone vitamins as a kid. I just growing. don't know that I would want an entire bottle of it in liquid Liquified. form. It's it's a small enough yeah. bottle you can fit it. Chat, on an let your voice be heard. What's the? What's it's the? Like, yeah. It's like cough it's syrup here. that makes you feel alive. Also, <laughs> I so cough syrup. <laughs> also, I put this thing in our overlay to try and drag all the dice away from our faces um, for the uh-huh. like chat subscribes to add to the crit pool. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that when there's more than one, they run into each other and they're just dancing down there. And they're uh, just yeah, like yes, constantly yeah, that that bouncing. That's funny. Nice. Just bebopping. A little dice party. Yeah. A little dice disco. So, uh, Happy Mew, do you play D&D? Have you been... Are, are you a D&D connoisseur? Are we ruining the game for you? Have we destroyed any is of the rules? An, is there an angry Mew that is the yang to your yin? Oh, yeah, oh. that too. Is there... Do you have like, an, a, ne- like a Wario-type mm. nemesis mm. who's like, you know, the opposite of you? Yes, you play. Do you uh, DM or are you a player? What's your preference? We don't talk about the Wario. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Wario. Oh, he plays with Willa in the game that B Street DMs. Oh, no. That's oh, cool. fun. Nice. Love that. Perfect. It's all coming. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. It's all coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, welcome. So, doesn't answer the question whether we're butchering the rules in front of That's true. Yeah. Have we? Are you just watching us constantly ruin the rules? Uh, He, she, or they is offended by that. There's a lot of. The most important rule is that the DM gets to make the rules. That's true. It's in the player's hand. Yeah, yeah. 
True. Um, there's there's also a lot of like weird in our world because there's no magic and like that affects yeah. yeah. Like in D and D five e, they were especially especially in five e, they were like everybody gets some magic. So when you rip yeah. magic out of the world, which chat did to us, uh, then sometimes things get weird and wonky. But my face when I after the fact when we found out that magic was gone from the world and I was like I want to play a wizard yeah that was that was, <laughs> that was a, a choice that was all that you was, that was all of my choice yeah, yeah. Yep, true. chat says I feel no major butcher distress that's good at least mm. happy Mew doesn't B Street the DM of this game has been awfully silent about, <laughs> about the distress B Street your <laughs> silence on this issue is definite yeah Bradford Street's up here like cutting cutting wood and like Brad <laughs> yeah you know, it's funny. My son's name is Brad, and uh, we've called him Bradford. Oh, really? Like, all, just like weirdly on occasion. That's funny. But his full name is not Bradford. No, it's Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. Uh. Bradley, the martial artist. I was just about to say that. Brad, <laughs> Bradley, the martial artist. Uh, ah, yeah. it took me a second to get that one. It's a there, Naruto though. thing. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> martial arts. <laughs> Developed oh, out of the you haven't heard of the you Naruto heard of martial manga. arts. That's okay. It's a Naruto thing. <laughs> Kenjutsu. Yeah. <laughs> I watched I I think I told you guys this. I watched the American dub of Naruto oh, and the so English dub of Naruto two episodes and I couldn't get any further because yes. I thought the dub was so bad. It was really And I bad. was young enough that I didn't I was like Subtitles are stupid. I don't want to watch something subbed. Yeah. Now I'm a lot more just like, yeah, subtitles are great. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was like, I can't believe people watch this. This dub is horrible. Yeah. But now you're more of a nerd. Now I'm more of a nerd, but I have not revisited mm. Naruto since becoming The first more couple of a seasons nerd. are kind of rough. Like, it definitely shows its age. I actually haven't really seen that much Naruto. Yeah. I've seen that one fight scene that everyone gets all hype about with the sand where the guy takes off the weights. Oh, and yeah. Fights the yeah, sand yeah. guy. I was like, I'm when like, you said cool. that one that everyone's hype about, and I'm like, my mind's going like, which one is it? Which one is it? But then you knew, yeah. Well, no, was, my Guy mind went to call ways. a whole bunch of other oh, ones okay. that are way well. better. But Rock Lee and and uh, Gara's fight are pretty is pretty cool. Yeah, I I am a big Naruto nerd. Oh, just FYI's. All right, I feel like we should just get started with Radford and Mockery. Mockery? Moxie. Moxie would have been a great name. That would have been a good name for him. You make a mockery of this NPC name by calling her Moxie. Sorry, babe. (laughs) (laughs) As far as I know, there's no significant relationship between these two characters. No, they're just like really good friends. Like There's there's, like no romance in there or anything. They're just like... There's really good buds. Yeah. Redford is kind of an old guy that would just be That's like, true. He's like, sorry, a, babe. It's a generational thing. Yeah. You know, he calls it's all a, his waitresses sweetie. It's, yeah. like, it's like saying toots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. The, the wind swirls. Uh, and just as it did for the others when they went up the mountain, as you begin descending the mountain, the wind attempts to kind of scour you off the edge. Uh, the blizzard out there kind of limiting visibility. But for you and Mockery, this is a... Uh, more common occurrence. You know, you're used to it. You're not as as debilitated by the way that Thraxenhal makes things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so the two of you are walking down the mountain. Uh, Mockery keeps her silence unless you're going to talk to her. I mean, I think we probably would have talked a little bit before we left. Um, but, yeah, I think I think in the moment, especially with... Uh, you You mentioned the soul's name... Sol Fenega is the one who, it, like, has a little bit of a grudge with you. Fenega, yeah. I, the the emphasis on which syllable was confusing me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I did say, say Fenega before. 
I think I said Fenaga. You, you said pick Fenaga. one, and I'll go with that. Uh, you you said Fenaga, so we'll Fenaga it is. There was an old soul named Michael Fenaga. He mm-hmm. had whiskers on his chin again. Yeah. Uh, that's how we used to make fun of him. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just love little flavor things like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think in the wake of kind of her being scolded, essentially... Um, Probably, probably just walking in silence. We're gonna, we're gonna take the, 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 the trail. The, the tier. Okay, trail. you're taking, you're taking the normal yeah. tail. So the, yeah. the trail that goes up and down, Thraxenhaus domain, the frozen fang, is called the tear track, um, because it looks a little bit like a tear has rolled down the face of the mountain and kind of scoured out a path behind it, where it's just deep furrows in the snow and the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very singular path. It's about wide enough for two people to walk shoulder to shoulder, so 10 feet at its widest, and it kind of fluctuates, you know, seven feet at some Here points and, and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's a naturally occurring path, and it has a handful of obstacles in it. And so on your way down the mountain, um, because you're taking this path, this is probably a several-day um, outing and journey for, for you. It's mm. probably about a day to get down the mountain and then about no. a day back up. Um, to that effect, like <clears throat> thinking about it ahead of time, yeah, because it's a little longer than I remembered, sure. we would probably just need to get to a point where we could get past the storm to see from a distance. Yeah, so the storm goes down to about the top of the darkwood, the darkwood uh-huh. being the tree line of well. the, the mountain. So you could get to the top of the darkwood, that's two hazards and probably mm-hmm. two-thirds of the day, and return you know, well past midnight and be back kind of in the same day span. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to do that because going all the way down through the tunnel would be faster, but then we'd have to climb all the way back up. Yes. We don't want to be in the dark wood because then being able to see what's what right there in your face, not very useful. So, yeah, we're going to go down to, like, where we can see because she just needs to be able to witness this. Yeah, you just need proof from someone who mm-hmm. the guild trusts because, yeah, like, for whatever reason, you've lost their trust. Yeah, well, so. well, whatever. Some mysterious unknown reason. Yeah, yeah. Some, some kind of backstory or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about, yeah, it's all about a good backstory, though. So uh, you head down the, the tear track, and the first hazard that you come to from this side uh, is the windswept pass. It's this mm-hmm. huge shelf of rock and ice where it, it flattens out. And so the wind, instead of just being kind of like blowing over you and trying to catch your clothes or whatever, it is in direct opposition to you. And especially in the path you're walking, you need to walk away from the center of the mountain. So the wind mm-hmm. is pushing with you. So to stop yourself from falling off the edge, you can either come up with some kind of creative measure to take, or I will need you to make a strength check with disadvantage because the wind is pushing extra hard. Do we if still you're trained those, in athletics, you can use that instead. Do we still keep those old, uh, old anchors and ropes out here? Thank you. Mockery. Oh, yes, there are a few somewhere. Let me see here. I'm going to roll a tension die to make sure that they're still in good working order. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You get to the little, there's like a little wooden box kind of submerged. You know, it's been dug into the past so that it won't get blown off. Um, and it is cracked at the top. And you can see that the wind has blown moisture in and the ice uh, pittens and stuff have all just rusted through and yeah. kind of corroded uh, over over the many years that they've been here. once in a while. We yeah, and it just needs replacing, but yeah. they don't always check because, like, mm-hmm. they hardly ever come down the mountain. Well, it looks like we're going on at Chirau, so... I'm gonna take a sip from my gourd, okay, and uh, stash my my sandals in my pack in my bedroll, okay, and uh, using your claws. Mm-hmm. Just use my claws. Okay. Yep. Yep. 
go ahead and roll your, your check there at disadvantage. I'll roll for uh, mockery. Ooh, that's a... Uh so you just said straight strength or athletics? If you're trained in athletics, you can use athletics. Otherwise, it would just be a strength check. Uh, 15. 15. Okay. Uh, you, it's, it's slow going, and you're very tentative in your steps, but you're able to anchor yourself and make it across. As you're about two-thirds of the way across the pass, Mockery loses her footing, and she is blown face first. She kind of falls and is sliding past you. I'm you have a reaction her. to try and catch her. Yep, I'm going after her. All right. Um, make, actually, you can come up with what skill you're going to use and just justify it in the way you grab her. She's just being blown off this ice shelf. Um, hmm. <laughs> you were doing that right in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, chat. <laughs> Not bad. We're not sponsored. It did look like a sponsored bit, like a Coke <laughs> bottle just appeared in front of the camera. The camera slowly auto-focused on it. Yeah, it was in-camera effects as well, not even uh, like an overlay that we added. Yeah. I'm going to run at her and uh, grab around her. Okay. okay. And so we're kind of like rolling together. I'm going to pull my wood chisel out from my... Okay. For like I used for like working on this, just jab it into the into the uh, the ice and just kind of try to pull okay. to a, pull to a stop. Uh, what skill would you like to lean into for that? Uh, mm, or if I, you want, I'll pick one. But I was gonna say, could I attack the ground, or is I guess it's probably not an attack. But um, if we're spinning and flipping, would that be like a strength thing or a dexy thing to get the time right? I would accept either of those. Like you can pick the skill you want to lean into okay. here as long we'll, as it fits we'll, the vibe. We'll do a dexy thing. Okay. Maybe an acrobatics? Sure. Sure. I'll Roll acrobatics that. for me. I can do that. That's uh 22. A 22. Mm, respectable. Uh, as, as Mockery falls with a whoa and kind of skids away from you, you leap off of your secure footing, kind of grab around. Like, as she's flying away, mm -hmm. it's probably, like, not quite her waist, like, around her knees, you know, and you're mm -hmm. kind of being dragged along with her. You roll over. She flips over. You probably take one hit point of damage as she kicks you by accident, and you jam your chisel into the ice. You come to, like, a skidding stop. You are held in place, laying down, stopped moving, but the wind is still scouring, and you've got another 10 feet to go. So we are going to need to find some way for you to safely navigate that last 10 feet without being blown off. She says, thank you for catch. I, I don't know what happened. It's okay. It's, we got it. Yeah. We got I, it. Just a little bit further. I, we, we can do, we, I have idea. And she kind of rolls over and uses her tiefling horns. Uh, using her tiefling horns, she uh, leans into a headstand and stabs her horns into the ice. <laughs> and then flips, like, kick flips backwards and then picks up her head and, like, does this mm -hmm. a couple of times. I'm going to roll acrobatics mm -hmm. for her to see if she can pull it off or if it looks really stupid. <laughs> it's going to look stupid either way. <laughs> she rolled a two. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. She gives it a shot, but she, um, she misses it. Like, it doesn't hit the ice hard enough, and it slips mm -hmm. out from under her, and she gets blown again, and she's, she's losing her footing again. Um, I'm going to... Can I just like? Oh, we're, we're kind of whole. He's like, "Dang it, Mark!" <clears throat> and uh, you cleared your throat, and even the wind paused for you. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna go up and 
breathe uh, my ice breath and kind of try to make it ice shelf that like scoops us around. Oh, so that's we can cool. Kind of ride it down the. Rest yeah, of the absolutely. Roll a deck save to get it in front of her because you okay. know she lost her footing first, mm -hmm. but it's not very difficult for you. Deck save DC twelve. I rolled a twelve plus something. Great, so like, then you passed it. Yeah. So you're able to. She kind of careens in the other direction. Um, mm -hmm. And eventually, you both come to a stop. Now you're back on the tier track with the little sand banks to, or uh, snow banks to either side of you. I, I respect you trying to make it cool, but it's just not cool. No, it was not cool. I said <laughs> that that was not cool. That was a plus stupid. for effort, though. Yeah, was, I mean, it could have been cool. It could have been awesome. She lights up no. another cigar. Like no, it couldn't. It's puffing on it. <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> let us let us go to see this mm -hmm. army. You say is our oh, army. Okay. She, right. she, you know, you're back walking down the mm -hmm. path. Um, the next big hazard of the tear track in this direction is there is just a rickety old wooden bridge over a big ravine, um, and you need to get across. The The bridge is, I mean, as far as we know, like it worked last time we walked across it mm -hmm. 20 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to roll a tension die to see the state of the bridge, and then uh, we're going to roll to walk across it. I could say that there's a five-sixths chance that it still is is going pretty good. You Ooh. could say that. Uh, uh, okay, um, make a dexterity save, uh, and she's gonna roll one too. Remember to walk on the right side because it's left going up. Everyone knows that. Why would you remind me? Well, because you were doing the horns thing, and that was weird. What does that have to do with the side of the breach? Yeah, okay. Um, a dex save? Yeah. Not very good. Rolled 12. Okay. Uh, you are. She rolled a nat 20. Oh. You're walking along the bridge, and this time it is her turn to, to save mm -hmm. you as um, you're, like, kind of walking along the right side, like, I'm over here, so it'll be fine. Um, and you step on a loose board which snaps underneath of you, and you are fully beneath the bridge before she catches you by your horns, which, because they go backwards instead mm -hmm. of vertically, work as, like, handles to ah. grab your head. And so she's, like, laying down on her belly, you know, her weight spread across three or four mm -hmm. of the boards and then holding you up. She goes, now whose horns are more convenient? And she pulls <laughs> you up by your horns, which causes a huge headache, but she does get you back up and onto ah. the bridge. She kind of sets you down sitting on one of the, the rickety wooden things. Yep. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, okay, fair point made. Good, good. I'm glad mm -hmm. we had this conversation. Yeah. This was this was good debate. Yeah, uh, always, and, always a pleasure. And then kind of crawling on all fours so that you can each test the board before you put your weight on it. Should you make it the rest of the way across. Um, most of the day has elapsed at this point. Um, probably, you know, we're in we're into the afternoon as you finally sort of break out from beneath the storm. The border of the dark wood is in front of you. So there's just this huge, mm -hmm. thick wood everywhere. And you're able to kind of shelter like you're not in the woods, but you're low enough that you're kind of behind the canopy yeah, of the trees, yeah. you know, yeah. but you're still on the slope above it right. so that you can take a look out. And as you look away from there, I mean, it's obvious that there is an army setting up a siege uh, at, at this stage. You know, they're they're kind of spread. They're wrapped around about a third of the mountain, maybe even um, maybe even half um, by this point. And you can see those. What's especially interesting to you, because you saw them before, mm -hmm. is those huge cast iron tubs. One of them has been left um, where the army started, which was the northeast side of the mountain. The other two are being rolled around it. Um, so whatever that means, whatever those, I mean, they're big 500 by 500 by 500 foot tubs of cast iron. You can't see inside them. They have roofs. 
but whatever's in those is being kind of rolled into position in some way. The that army sounds, itself is bad. the army itself is kind of spreading out. So you can see um, where before it was like one camp that had lots of tents and communal fires. Now it looks like they're almost breaking into little squads. So it's little clusters of tents that are spread out at you know even intervals, and then they have kind of a fire in the middle of them, almost like a traveling troop would look, where it's you know like you roll the wagons around in a circle or a triangle, mm. um, except they're they're like tents of of war bands. So mockery. This is serious. Yeah. Why do they fight? They fight because they've been told to. By whom? When Uh, is war the just path? So, when... When is an army rational? When everyone's mind is under the control of one individual. You mean to tell me that someone is a uh, uh, pup- puppet? This, yes. This army? Yes. yes, that's a good way of thinking about it. So mm-hmm. who who has the strings? The green fish things. They're these ancient a- things called abolets. I've read, I've read of the abolets. Mm-hmm. They, they should not be able to enter our world. Did not well, the they- gods take care of this? Did not our leader, Setonia, participate? So I don't have the whole thing worked out, but to my understanding, um, from what Alan has told me, uh, they were banished, but there's something about them that causes them to regenerate and come back, even after death, to the point that when everything in the world ends and the gods create a world anew, they return still. But we found a way, well, the gods found a way, and the avatars found a way to destroy them permanently, and that's why we're here. To get some of the missing pieces. I thought you were here for the airship. That's the missing piece. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm looking for Kay. He's one of the avatars. You'll probably find him after Jay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that sounds like a Dewey something joke. I think Howard would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Who's Alan? He's a, he's a tall guy. Big muscles, no clothes, blonde hair. You saw him. He was eating. Oh, like the librarian, mm-hmm. but less drunk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's smart. Good for him. Yeah. It yeah. Is. It works it's out good, good for him. It's yeah. good. Uh-huh. Uh, so how do we prove to the soldiers? I mean, I have seen them. I suppose I can give a report. Yeah. I mean, you're still trustworthy. Okay. You want to paint a picture? Or, you know? I'm, I mean, I can try and maybe Shall I'll try s- and paint it. She like pulls out a paper. Well, and some let me ask you, you will, will they not believe you? Your word? I, I don't know. They didn't believe you. Should we go take a banner? I mean, that sounds like fun. That sounds like... Oh, no. Does it sound prudent? She lights up another cigar. See, it does you. now. <laughs> <laughs> It would be prudent to have proof, right? That's well, what, that would be prudent. See, we would see, be doing what thing. is you're prudent. Like, you're like, oh, it, should, it makes sense. And I'm like, well, you, we got to kind of got to. I feel like we're saying the same things with different words most of the time. I don't know that that is true, but I'm willing to go and try to steal Banner. So if we could do that. I won't go steal a Banner. I'm going to punch up some guys. Let's go steal a Banner. Yeah, but. No, that'll convince us to do otherwise. Let's go. Okay. Okay. Uh, and she follows you into the darkwood, 
Um, you are on the road in the dark wood. Yep. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth. All right. We must be sneaky. I just like how Radford's just like, ah, oh, wait, I had a thought, but I just realized that's reasonable. <laughs> I'm going to add the sixth die to the tension pool. It didn't match the vibe. It didn't match the vibe, of course. Uh, ooh, that's a lot of sneaky. That means we're clearing the tension pool. 24. Nope. Yes, 24. Okay. Uh, with a 24, you and Mockery together uh, walk down the path. Every time you hear or think you hear something, you kind of duck into just one tree back. It's too mm -hmm. dense to really mm -hmm. hide, but you kind of get into the shadows and wait, and you usually don't see anything, or it's an owl or you know something like that. Um, you get to the end of the woods, and you see that at the front of that path, there are some sentries. Uh, you see them before they see you, and so you're able to kind of duck into the, you're on opposite Behind the sides. cypher truck? Uh, oh, no, the cypher truck's not there, because you oh, went in you through the, the wood. Path, yeah. yeah. Um, so you get to the base of the woods. There are some, some sentries there. I'm going to invite uh, Jake and Trevor Ooh. to play these sentries. Ooh. You are uh, bored but excited sentries <clears throat> who have kind of an inclination towards, like, we'd rather be doing something fun, but also, like, this is our job. So we're going to, you know, that that's your vibe. I mean, okay. I mean this is this is my first Can't deployment. I, I, we got put on sentry. I, I know. I'm, there's so many other exciting things we could be doing. We could be, we could be standing around watching those big iron tubs we could be we could be eating food right now we could be marching up the why can't we just march up the mountain now i don't i don't know man like come on i've seen these trees so all these trees are the same what do they expect is going to come out of these woods i don't know just little like, squirrels like is there anyone even in this mountain no probably well yes no yes they don't tell us anything do they right like, we're, we're just go to a mountain, siege the mountain. Yeah. Super mega ultra dragon kick. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Radford's entering initiative. Yep. Uh, let's let's have all three of you roll initiative. I'll roll for mockery uh, as combat begins. I got a natural 20. Okay. Guard number one, stepping it up. Guard number two had a seven. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you announced your, your attack before That's you true. did it. That's true. You did announce your attack first. You yell it before doing the kick. <laughs> <laughs> it just like rings out of the woods. Mockery on the other side of the path, like in the other tree, looks over at you and like, like, like hands out to the out side. Like, like, what are you doing? Um, you, guard number one, hear it. You are, both of you are equipped with a rifle of ice shard um, and a uh, baton that deals 1d8 damage on a melee hit. Um, the ice shard rifle is a d20 plus three for your roll to hit and then the spell ice yeah. knife. Um, so that's what you're equipped Great. with. You hear echo out of the woods, <laughs> flying ultra dragon ice kick. You can see Radford getting ready to like do his move because he's just broken his stealth by yelling at you, uh, and that's what he's you like Naruto see in here. running at yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> can I um, shoot the the uh, rifle at him? Absolutely. Uh, roll to hit d20 plus three for you. That is a natural one. <laughs> natural one. Uh, okay. The yeah. intimidation factor of yeah. yelling your attack, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you go to fire, but you have not properly maintained your weapon because you think there are only squirrels in the woods. Yeah. And so the weapon kind of like backfires in your hands and you would need to take a turn to clean it out before you could fire the ice uh, ice knife rifle. Ice knife. <laughs> um, uh, it's a nice rifle. The next person whose turn it is is Mockery with an 18 on oh. initiative. Um, Mockery is going to stay hidden and throw a throwing knife towards left guard here, which okay. is which is Trevor. So she's going to roll to hit. Don't hit. I'm just a guard. 
<laughs> she rolls a natural one. <laughs> what are these rolls? I know. She throws the ice knife, but there's too many trees. She can't get like a stealthy hit. And in fact, it's so uh, it's so unfortunate because the sound of the knife gives her away. And so you know there's someone on the other uh, side as well. Um, you take that one. It is, it is right guard's turn. Uh, Radford, Naruto running towards you. You know there's someone else in the trees. Uh, I, I'm going to take the one that's running at us. And then... Uh, He'll shoot the ice dice for I like you. Na- oh, like natural that. one. Oh natural one. That's insane. <laughs> what is what? happening right now? That's insane. I'm loving this mental image in my head right now. Two guards. <laughs> it's just so surprising. <laughs> and then Radford just comes out of nowhere. Flying ice dragon kick. Ah, you're like. No. <laughs> I got to clear my rifle, rifle. and you're like, me too. Your (laughs) rifle backfires in your hands just like uh, left guards did, explodes in a poof, and you find yourself holding a mithril arrowhead. That's four (laughs) nat ones in a row. That's the fourth nat one you've that's been rolled at the table. Right guard has suddenly become very significant (laughs) to the story, (laughs) holding a mithril arrowhead, and you feel an urge to roll dice. What? Mm-hmm. That's insane. <laughs> uh, I, I, you have your move I action. I have no idea what is happening, and right guard is going to try to run away with it. He's just okay. like he's going to sprint <laughs> off towards <laughs> the camp. <laughs> Radford, you are now hightailing it toward one of the Do guards. Do I see this? One of the guards fires his rifle, and it explodes in a poof. And then he's clutching something and running away. Roll perception at disadvantage to spot what it I'm is. I'm going to use my drunkard's luck. Okay. To get rid of that disadvantage. Okay. Cost me two key points. Okay. It's very worth it. Okay. <laughs> it's a smart thing to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one was. No. Chat's like no one except Radford. Was, chat says starting to sound like you'll have to resort I to peace. Eight. You rolled an eight. Ooh. Rolled an eight. Yes. Oh no. I don't think that's enough. Like with you running and the battle and the little poof of smoke coming okay. around, I don't know that you see. I he's a witness though. I don't know that. I'll give I mean, mockery, I'm taking both of them down. I'll give mockery a roll as well to see if okay. she perceives it. Would mockery know what it is? She wouldn't know what it is, but okay. she could yell that something happened. Mockery got a 14. I think that's probably enough to see it because she's yeah. still in the tree somewhere. So she, you hear her voice yell out, "Radford, he has the uh, the 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 pointy end of the stick you brought." She had the, the pointy. What? He has he has it. She's, ah! <laughs> and he running away makes the same noise. Ah! <laughs> uh, which brings us to Radford's turn finally. Okay. He's going to punch in Super Ultra Dragon Kick. That's uh, Who's he attacking? Feet, uh, the one that he was running after. Right guard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would he have to run past me? He would have to run past you, and yes, that would be an opportunity attack unless he has a class well, feature wait. that stops it. Can he do an opportunity attack if he doesn't have a weapon ready? Um, mm. He could drop the weapon and like try and Well, you melee. have your baton thing. Yeah. Baton. yeah. He's got the baton okay. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Go ahead. Roll. That's a three. That's a three. <laughs> he misses. He whiffs. Squat. Yeah. Now that you know about the pointy thing. All right. I have... 23 to hit. 23 hits. 18 uh, to hit. 20 and 20 to hit. <laughs> Are any of those natural? Like nat 20s? No, no. Okay. Yes, you you connect on all four hits. So right guard is running going, ah! <laughs> as you ch- this crazy old, like, hunched over dragonborn, now sprint Naruto sprinting towards <laughs> you. Do I need to roll damage? Because uh, it's a lot. You definitely knock him out. Okay. Yeah. Right guard goes sprawling. 
And the last one's a natural one, so I twist my ankle a little bit. Okay, yeah, you twist your ankle a little bit when you land. Timothy, no! (laughs) Timothy is unconscious and cannot respond. (laughs) (laughs) I love the narrator. Does he have like like an insignia on him or a headband? Private security dudes. Okay. Private security dudes. Ripped a little patch off of his arm. Okay. What the? Give me that. That's fine. I thought you were going to like cut off an ear and be like trophy. (laughs) <laughs> Why would you take that? That's weird. That's gross. Um, okay. Okay. I'm going to take it. Great. And go, ah! Left <laughs> left guard. You're like so far away from left guard because you just monk dash to catch yep. up to the other one. Ah! He's way off in the distance yelling at you. I'm going to roll perception on behalf of the rest of the army since you're like halfway between the lookouts okay. and the army camps. I'm here for this. <laughs> oh, man. The rest of the army does not seem to notice. Okay. Left guard. Uh, you you do hear him and see him. Do we him. have like, uh, like Man, either like a whistle or some sort of alarm bell? Yeah, you've got a cipher of alarm that you can activate okay. with a full action. So it would have to come back to your turn. You couldn't do a reaction to activate it. Well, isn't it my turn now? Uh, After yes. Oh, yes, it is your turn. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. So uh, he's going to activate the cipher of alarm. Okay, he activates the cipher of alarm. It's an audible alarm. You can hear it go... <laughs> from the camp mm-hmm. behind you mm-hmm. and you can hear the sounds of people like oh something's happening you know and, like grabbing swords and, and readying themselves for battle um, are you going to take a move action at all um how far was Radford away from like 90 feet probably not okay uh, you stay at the you're like this is my post yeah. you stay at the entrance to the woods and that brings us to Mockery's turn <laughs> No way. She rolled another nat one. Holy oh cow. God. Mockery, is it, is like... whisk away from her? Uh, <laughs> no, she doesn't have it. Oh. Um, that That's like... What is a whisk to her? Seven nat ones in this combat. That's a yeah. whole bunch. What is happening and to us right now? different sets of dice, too. Yeah. 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 The dice I, are in sync. <laughs> clearly. Um, it's all that time of month for the dice. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Mockery, like, (laughs) trips and gets snagged in the thorns of the trees and is unable to contribute. She also yells out, ultra-flying ice dragon geek, but is unable to connect with one because she gets stuck on the trees. So she's not Naruto running. She's just, like, tied up in the trees. Uh, Right guard uh, is unconscious. I guess right guard, you can roll your death save because you're unconscious. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. That's a pass. Okay. One pass for right guard. Radford, your turn. She's going to punch straight through his chest. (laughs) <laughs> okay, oh, Jesus. Two, two fails. Okay, two fails. Uh, and he's heading for him. Okay. Uh, and then Radford is Naruto running towards left mm-hmm. guard. <laughs> I, sorry. You said he's 90 feet away? Yeah, 90 feet away. I just imagine this guy, like, okay, so update <laughs> the mental image here, right? Yeah, let's do it. Two guards uh, freaked out. Both pull out their rifles. Both backfire on them. They're like, ugh. One of them pops up with their rifles gone. It's just an arrow. (laughs) I got to get out of (laughs) here. Starts running for it. And he's like, no, you don't. And you just see this mug sprint past. The other guard's like, I got to help my friend. And he just whiffs. Like, by the time he swings, he's already all the way gone. Radford just runs up, just drop kicks him in the back of the leg. (laughs) multiple punches <laughs> to the back and as one twists his body one to the face knocked out sprawled on the floor Radford sprains his ankle <laughs> Radford sprains his ankle and as he's unconscious he's just like looks around and just rips his heart out <laughs> well he's not dead yet yeah not quite dead yet. okay just uh-huh. like crushes his chest in <laughs> yep and then takes off Naruto yeah. running towards mm-hmm. grabs the grabs the the, the mm-hmm. rod I'm sure yep, yeah. grab yeah. the rod and uh gets up to 
Right guard. Left guard. Left guard. <laughs> and, uh, LG. Yeah, there you go. And just breathes a, little, uh, a line of ice at you. You need to make a constitution saving throw. That'd be a 14. 18 on the die. Ooh. Passes that save. Yep. He's still running. He doesn't have any more attacks, but he's okay. going to run. It's going to take him a extra stuff to get there. Okay. So. so that brings us back to left guard's turn. You've got someone running towards you now. Uh, <laughs> he's probably going to like try and circle around to get back to the army. Or okay, so he's going to try and like run around him, basically. Yeah. He's going to try to break his than you. <laughs> um, How about make a dexterity check opposed by Radford's dexterity check to try and juke him. Okay. And if, uh, Radford, if you're trained in acrobatics, you can use that instead. Okay. Your dex mod is a plus two. Nine total. Little did you know, <laughs> he was the football champion of middle school. <laughs> 22. 22. You are not able nope. to juke him, but you've you've moved a little bit, you know, yeah. but the combat is close enough that next round you're going to be able to beat each other up. Yeah. Um, as that happens, you hear from the woods another call of Ultra Flying Dragon Ice Kick again. <laughs> <laughs> and this time she rolls an 18. Oh. Uh, and f- just as you're like turning to face off with Radford, you get kicked in the back of the head. Uh, and you nope. fall unconscious as she monk pummels you the same way Radford did. <laughs> uh, he's knocked unconscious. Radford, you catch up just in time to see Mockery light a cigar and then drop it on his clothes to set him on fire. Oh, get the patch first. The little, the little thing. Oh, he has the patch. Yes, she yes. rips off the, the private security. And then you patch. hear right guard breathe his final breath as he fails his last dip. <laughs> <saving girl. laughs> oh, you got the spiky yeah, thing back. You got the spiky thing. Okay. Patches, we, these Job are proof, done. right? Yes, patches well done. Be proof. Okay, there you good. go. Yeah, this is good. Let's go. Yeah, right. okay. Very um. prudent. And then you just walk <laughs> back into the dark wood like nothing happened. You leave their corpses there in the snow. Alarm yeah. blaring. The, the alarm alarm going blaring. Off. Yeah. I would like to uh, have a moment of silence for right guard who <laughs> at a moment. Guard. Well, see, right guard had a moment to seize destiny. <laughs> right? right, hold on. Had a rod in his hands he, his whole life was leading up to this moment <laughs> and it was ripped from him exactly. by the cowardly and evil <laughs> dragon. True. The white dragon Thraxenhow yeah. of, of the, yes. the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I would like to, to make a proposition that we have right guard and Old Spice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I accept that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> right guard and Old Spice both died just now. Yeah. Not sponsored, but, you know, hey, if you're around Old Spice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please sponsor us. Um, and yeah, if you're around, we'll bring you back. We'll That's get right. you resurrected. Um, okay, so you head back into the woods. Mm-hmm. It takes until after midnight to get yeah, back up safely, but you, you're able to ascend the mountain safely. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, we're going to cut over to one of our other little subplots. How about we hang out at the guild hall for a little Ooh. bit with uh, Alan and Bruiser? Yes. And uh, we've B got Street. Bradford Street and the mountain uh, all hanging out together here at the guild hall. So, Alan and Bruiser, uh, you have finished breakfast. You've seen, you know, there was a tense moment there with Mockery and Radford, but they leave. Uh, the soul has offered you, you know, whatever you need. And then they walk away, and it is balls in your court. Yeah. Um, so, we, yeah, we're going to go to the, uh, the wreckage of the ship, obviously. And then from there, Alan will try to, Alan and Bruiser will try to talk through 
uh, yeah, what we're trying to get yeah. done with the other NPCs. So uh, I believe that my first priority will be working on the life support and pressurization systems, um, as those will be invaluable for when we are in the air. Um, Bruiser, uh, whichever you believe will be more beneficial to start with, whether that is the thruster or the steering. I think we'll start with the thruster. I think steering will be easier to do. Perfect. Um, and in that case, uh, I would love to talk to both of you about your roles. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, Bradford swings his axe over his shoulder. How can I help? Yes. Um, Bradford, uh, this ship is mostly split into two halves, as you can see uh, here. Your main objective will be to fuse these two halves together um, as well as to find a way to thaw them out, thaw out these two halves. As you can see, they're made of wood, but they're made of a special, very light and porous wood. And one of the reasons why the craft crashed, I was able to glean yesterday, that it was because the added cold um, put some ice particles within the pores of the wood, which weighed the craft down. Normally, that porousness would allow the craft to float in the air, um, but it was simply slowly sinking as it was in this colder climate. Well, the best way I know to thaw something out is to heat it up. I feel like my voice has been slightly different every time I've spoken. <laughs> best way that I know okay. to thaw something out is to heat it up. Yes. Um, do you know of any ways to heat it up based on any equipment that is here at the Sunset House? I mean, we haven't really had any functioning magical equipment since the darkening mm. took place, but what I could do is I could cause a little bit, like I could make a little fire out here, you know, and try and just yes. get a fire going. In the in the ice garden down here, we're sheltered from the wind. It should be a little bit easier okay. to get a fire to catch, but it's going to take a while to thaw out. I mean, it's cold. It's chilly out here. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that if you could estimate, how long would you estimate it would take to thaw it out? I have no idea. Let me appraise. I think... <laughs> I feel like with a with a good enough fire here, we should be able to we should be able to have this thing thawed out by the end of the day, and then we could start work tomorrow. Maybe perfect. That that sounds perfect. All right. And, and then, then uh, for the mountain, um, do you? Uh, the mountain points yes. at himself. Um, yes, you. And uh, actually, real quickly, Alan will turn back to Bradford. Okay. Do you know the best, most effective way to communicate with the mountain? I don't want anything to be lost in translation. Um, well, he does speak common, but we usually use kind of like a hand gesture thing to sort of fill in some of the harder vocabulary words. Like he understands common, I should say. He doesn't speak anything. Okay. Um, but he should just he should just get your words. Perfect. Also, I'm gonna delegate to Cleo narrating what the mountain does as he as he speaks, just so I can stay in the scene because it's hard for me to keep jumping back out and narrate for the audio only listeners okay, what so the mountain has done. You're gonna speak and then I will pantomime what he's doing. No, I'm pantomiming and you're narrating. Oh, you're saying you're you're verbally saying what the mountain is yeah. doing. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. We got there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Alan will turn back to the mountain. We need you to use your skills with ice sculpting to construct. Yes, exactly. Points with both hands. Um, to build Towards a sort of, of bubble around the steering mechanism Nodding. that Squinting. Bruiser is creating. Yes, correct. Or hands. a half bubble, essentially. He's thinking. A semicircle. A He's semisphere. confused. A little perturbed. He's yes, drawn like a semicircle that. in the air, and he's 
doing a break uh, with with some sort of entrance and and or exit to to enter into it. Doorknob. Yes. Either a door either a door hands. that is in like an He's entry to it. the half circle on the half circle or um, a trap door underneath, perhaps. Looks up in thought. And he, he makes pantomimes opening a trap door from underneath. Um, Alan? Looks yes. for You said in your, your dream you saw what it was supposed to look like. Correct. It would help if you drew it, because I've been told that if you make small for the mountain, he can make big. Oh, yes. that I appreciate that, Bruiser. It looks um, in the room. Alan will find a piece of paper and sketch out what he's envisioning. While while also explaining, um, he'll, now he'll he understands He'll also try to verbally okay explain the concept of the two lenses sleep. and the like the two panes of glass. Yes, um, for the He's polarization. Up. Well, then, He's perfect. I I very much appreciate. If how many days do you think it would take for you to complete this project? Squints thinks. Looks at a little circle in his hands. Rolls a die. <laughs> <laughs> Five, five days. days. Okay, that is that is perfectly fine. Five fingers. Thank you. Um, Nods his head. So he pulls out the tiniest little sculpting knife and walks over to just like the ice wall of the ice garden and begins like chiseling out very <laughs> slowly and methodically. Well, if that is his process, then yeah. who am I to disturb it? Um, He's in fact doing this motion. <laughs> um, Bradford, little chisels. What can I do for you? Uh, we also want to prevent the ship from sinking again. So is there that would be good. Some way to pre- prevent keep keep the integrity of the wood so it still floats, but prevent ice from getting in. Mm. Well, you could try and seal it with something, but I don't know what we have here that we could seal it with. You'd almost have to create like a new substance or like a chemical compound. You know, I don't know. I don't suppose you know anything about alchemy. Not me. Uh, I don't know much specifically about alchemy. I know more about. Mm. Do you have an alchemist here? Artificing. No. <laughs> well, that is perfectly fine. I think, Bruiser, um, for th- we don't plan to be in this cold climate for very long. So okay. I think that if we are able to thaw it out, we will be able to escape the cold climate fairly quickly and then be back in the warmer weather where that will not be as much of an issue. Okay. I suppose you could just set the ship on fire. Uh, I don't know if that would be prudent. We don't want the da- wood damage. Exactly. Oh. Um, although... Uh, that is there. There is an interesting idea there for some sort of weapon that is on fire but not being damaged. I, once again, I think that goes into the idea of creating some sort of new substance that can do that. Mm. Um, but for now, I think if everyone feels clear on their tasks, um, it, we we should begin. Yeah, sounds good to me. So Alan, well, like I said, we'll we'll start with the life support and pressure pressurization systems. Great. I would like you to uh, go ahead and roll an artificer's tools intelligence check, and then okay. Bruiser will work on the uh, the propulsion system. Great. And I'm going to add two die to the tension pool just for the passage of time here. Wash has a question. When is Jeb planning on being back, or like able to be back? Uh, Jeb went up to Thraxen House. Right, right, right. right. But like, uh, probably like mid to late afternoon. Okay. Jeb would like to check in on the ship okay. process once. Yeah. He uh, Alan got a dirty 20. Okay. What am I adding? Uh, it, you are using... Oh, I don't no. Know, I don't I know if it matters earlier. based on the roll that I just saw. It does not matter. <laughs> Is it a one? Yes. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we got a complication too, so I'll tie that in with your nat one. Okay. Oh, no. Um, Alan, you're working on life support first? Yes, correct. Okay, Alan, you... Um, Dirty, you, tw- dirty 20. Yeah, you've already intuited and, and kind of figured out what needs to happen here. It's just a matter of putting the pieces into place. 
um, you're kind of sitting there like, oh man, if only I had one of these. And then you find one sitting there next to you. And so you piece it together and it takes you a good chunk of the day, but you're like, oh yeah, I'll be done this tomorrow for sure. Perfect. Um, and Bruiser, you're working on the propulsion systems. Yes. Um, you begin creating the propulsion systems, but unfortunately as, as a, as the wreckage has sat and degraded and whatever, even though it's not being windswept or, or windscoured, it's still out in the cold and the elements and the rain and the hail and whatever. Um, and a lot of the pieces that you were going to reuse have actually corroded through and you need to find a way to replace them like metal pieces, you know? Um, so unfortunately you're like, Oh, this is going to set me back like several days while yeah. I try and find, you know, like you're going to need to scavenge pieces from the guild hall basically. Um, so you think it's probably four days to get the, oh. the thruster system built now Yeah. Um, at this stage. The mountain rolled great. Um, great. Oh, great. He's, I mean, it's just like a fifth of the lens is done, <laughs> but you can already see kind of emerging from the side of the mountain. Like, wow, the curvature in that glass is really clean. So he's, like, yeah. he's, he's maybe a little bit more methodical, but he's very precise. Exactly. That's, and Cleo has a hand fine. up. Uh, when do I get back? The same time Jeb does in the afternoon. In the afternoon? You mean this, Fox, right? Yeah. 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 This is still the morning, right? Yeah, this yeah. is... I okay. mean, we're, yeah, we're moving to your time. processes yeah. are taking you yeah. all day. But um, yeah, so um, we started in the morning and go ahead. Bruiser would like to go to um, the uh, um, the leader that offered help and assistance to him. He said, if you need anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Solfenega. Solfenega. OK, uh, you go and track down Fenega. He's in probably the library reading something. So he closes his book, looks up at you and says, Yes, what can I do for you? Um, so it seems that a lot of the metal parts that I wanted to use for the propulsion system have corroded. And oh, no. I was wondering if either there was some scrap metal I could use or some way to acquire it in a timely fashion. Hmm. We don't have much scrap metal here. There are some pipes and things that carry water throughout our guild hall um and there are a few warming plates and things in our kitchens um but without confirmation that there is an army i'm loath to let you you know pull pieces that we regularly use and would be difficult to replace from from our our area um so perhaps uh once we have received a report from radford and mockery you could begin on that okay okay uh i'll be at the airship when they for when very they good and then Bruiser will go back and start working on the steering and just await to hear from. Okay. Um, as Bruiser heads back, we kind of are moving into the afternoon. And so Jeb, Fox, and Gunner uh, are coming back down the the trail with the two avatars with them. Um, the first thing you hear is, Hail, who goes? Uh, from the lookout tower. Um, Fox, you want to take this one? I <laughs> Yeah, I gotcha. It's Fox. Oh, hello. Yep. Yeah, it's me. Welcome the back. The one and only. You survived your visit to Thraxen, how then? Ah, you know, he's a big softy. No, I didn't. <laughs> Not much. Barely, maybe. Oh, oh yeah. Does your friend there, is he doing okay? No. <laughs> he doesn't look so well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Here. Uh, I healing word <laughs> on, on Jeb there. For uh, thanks for doing that after the entire trek down to bed. Yeah, I just didn't think subject. about it. And, wow. <laughs> and you were actually kind of stoic the I entire mean, time honestly, we got down the here. Cold kind of numbs it, but now that it's kind of a little warmer, it's really starting to ache. Yeah, you were really stoic the entire time. Yeah, and bloody. I have blood sickles. Blood sickles. On my fur. Uh, one 1d4 plus. <laughs> I'm a cleric now. I'm, I'm holy. 1d4 plus 8. Nice. Thank you. 
Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate the that. Yeah. Uh, did that, that, that should help a little bit. It helped uh, a little bit. Um, I, I can, you know what? Nice. Yes. Uh, tell me if you need that again. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway. What a good friend you have there to help you heal up. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little rough at first. You know, you know how he is. I don't. I've never been. We don't go up there because he's dangerous. Yeah. He, yeah. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, and we brought some uh, friends. Okay, good. good. Uh, th- this is uh, introduce yourselves, of course. I, I don't want to be rude here. Fox doesn't know. I mean, I was already here. They know I, me. No, I meant, sorry, why am I pointing towards I you? Don't, I, don't <laughs> know, I meant the I people know. behind you. Garlel kind of hey I I'm I'm Garlel this is this is Satonia Satonia and the the monk in the tower immediately drops to one knee Satonia our our teacher and leader and uh jumps out of the out of the tower lands in the snow kind of comes to a convenient oh, you, you little know like monk halt and like no, we've never met. I am honored. And like bows and Garlo's like, yeah, I knew it was going to be like this. And Satonia, <laughs> like the, the moose kind of walks up towards and like very uh, dexterously and gracefully like n- nudges the the monk with her antler and kind of like picks him back up and, and on his feet um, and and smiles down at him in like a little moose smile. Oh, a little moose smile. <laughs> yeah, a little moose <laughs> smile. It's uh, also the name of my new indie album. Mm. Um, <laughs> and... And the the monk immediately is like, "I shall announce your arrival," and goes whoa, whoa, sprinting hey. off towards the guild. You you you're fast enough. You, uh, you get just, a hand out of time. Don't what? don't make like a whole. I, I I understand you guys like kind of like you have a we've thing been, going on. We've been studying the teachings of Satonia since the guild was established. Satonia established the guild. I I, I get just let's let's not like the herald of the silver sky is here. Just let him just let him dump. The herald just of the him, silver sky is let here. Let him get it all out. Okay. He yells out, and you hear okay. like answering cries from in the and the thing. The herald of the silver sky. Oh, the herald yeah. of the silver sky. It's the herald of the silver sky. Yeah. Owlin and uh, uh, Bruiser over at the. Um, at the, the wreckage, the wreckage yeah. oh, you man. hear the yells echoing around, and the mountain turns around and goes, "What's say. the herald of the silver sky?" <laughs> like, Zatonia, all excited. I hope you're okay with this. I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's worship. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do you gotta do? Worship you? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Satonia <laughs> sits down and just kind of like cocks her head to the side, and uh, you know, you can almost hear her counting like three. Two, well, and the doors burst open, and a bunch of monks come streaming out of the. <laughs> I just step out of the way. Yeah, out of the thing, they run over and surround Satonia and drop to Poor a knee. Um, the the soul uh, or the solis, I should say, the full council, all four of them come out and they stand respectfully at the edge of the bridge, waiting to welcome Satonia into the guild hall. While all the other monks drop to a knee around her, she very methodically and slowly, one by one, gives them a little nudge oh, no. with the the antlers to like show some favor and get them back on their feet. And eventually, like as the furor dies down um the solis come forward and they like lean lean their heads down and kind of whisper something to satonia you can't quite hear what they're saying um Can but I roll it, a perception check sure radford's a jerk that's what i said <laughs> yeah <laughs> that radford guy we gotta take care of him uh perception 24 24 uh they're uh basically like pleasantries but formal like there's some thing that they're supposed to say kind to greet her correctly yeah yeah so it's okay. like it's it's not like they're telling secrets i it's don't care just anymore. A, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they, you lean in and lean back out <laughs> yeah. um they yeah so they they do that 
Um, and then finally, Satonia and Garlel are like allowed in. They're like the West Guest House. You should have the entire West Guest House to yourself. We'll get the arrangements set up, and we'll and you know, and they like the monks scurry off to go and make Satonia stay as pleasant as they can make it. Um, do you, Alan and Bruiser, are you gonna go see what the hubbub is Alan, all about? Alan would, yeah. Well, okay, Garlel, so we'll go it seems like you're staying with us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Garlow was it was included in oh, that. Like he would mind. also be in the, the West House. <laughs> <laughs> Garlow's like, nice try. <laughs> he walks off. Nice try. Finger guns. <laughs> and he walks off. It's okay, there's no pillows in the West Guest House either, right? <laughs> oh yeah, no, th- that was the first house. Still for right there's first. Um, as as they leave, you see looking out the window kind of a little bit confused but also a little bit like happy to see you and whatever are um Alan not Gunner Alan and Bruiser looking out towards you uh from that little balcony area how how was it I he yells from the window <laughs> how was it I can't oh oh now that you're yelling I can hear you uh how about we get like a little closer so that way we don't have to yell from as far away yeah, let's reconvene around the ship. You guys are working on the ship, right? How's sure. that coming along? Yes. Yeah, you've okay. already got it built, right? No. It's going to take a while, but let's talk about it. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll show you everything. We, we go to the ship, I guess. Yeah, you head over to the ship, and uh, you're you're being shown the, the different pieces. So Alan's got, like, a pretty good start on the life support systems. You know, it's like a, a bunch of machines with, like, you know, little wires and pipes hanging out and stuff as he puts it together. Um, Bruiser is surrounded by like a pile of nothing where it's like you can see there's a pile where he sort of started to work and then decided nah and like moved over to a different spot. Um, go ahead and roll for the steering. Yeah, for the steering system. Okay, that's better. Uh, 21. Okay, so you, you've you kind of put some pieces in place to start. This is still going to cost you two days from tomorrow, but yeah. it'll be wow, know, this two is, days uh, to get that one done instead of the This longer. doesn't look like a functioning ship. It's not. Was, it, it, it will take work. How's, how's the uh, progress going on it, though? Uh, on my end, things are going great. The <laughs> A huge fire roars up from the... It's It's been all day of um, Bradford Street, like, arranging kindling yeah. and stuff. And so you've been, like, a little nervous that, like, maybe he doesn't know what he's up to. But when he lights the fire, it, like, is the perfect amount of kindling leading into mid-sized logs, leading into big logs, to where it, like, flares up exactly how it should. And there's, like, this perfect, even, warm glow on the, the wood that needs to be thawed. And then he's got it set up to where um, it's on like a little bit of a slope. So you lean the the board against the top of the ice garden and then on another thing and it kind of slides down. So it's like, it's not real machinery, but it's sort of acting like mm-hmm. it cool. um, as so the boards are going through. So you're through. burning the ship. Uh, the not idea exactly. is to thaw the ship oh. uh, so that the porous wood loses all of the ice particulates that actually weighed it down oh, and snap. caused it to crash. Yeah, uh, nice. I just realized I might be able to help a little bit. How so? I was thinking the same. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, we could use all the help we can get. I'm, yes. I'm going to find like a like a, a piece of wood that looks cracked or has a hole in it. Uh, and I will um, pull out uh, a little like flute whistle thing I use for quick little things that I don't want to pull the whole sacks out for. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do like boop, 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 boop. And uh, on the flute whistle, and the flute whistle, yep, and and cast mending, okay. Uh, on what? On just like any scrap piece of wood that looks like it's a little broken. Pieces of the hole that might need to be patched in. Yeah, yeah. Just to prove that I can do to like one piece. The spell repairs a single break or tear in an object you touch, such as a broken chain link, a torn cloak, or a leaking wineskin. 
Uh, as long as the break or tear is no larger than one foot in any dimension, you mend it, leaving no trace of the former damage. Yeah. So you can replace some of the like cracks in the wood, but mm-hmm. you can't like repair boards or anything like that. Well, like um, I figure, like if one board was cracked in half, that's like it's a two by four. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you can do that. It kind of speeds up the structure. Um, maybe. And it's a cantrip, so I could. Yeah, you can just, just kind of do it. Keep doing. Would it. that be considered maybe sort of just like once? Uh, I can do it once a minute. Mm-hmm. Once Bradford is to the mending, like the gluing to back together phase, maybe that's sort of like uh, Fox is assisting at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe like an um, advantage. Maybe something like that. Yeah, maybe, so. uh, maybe help re re uh, claim some of that wood. That's, that's reclaiming. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> reclaiming. That's perfect. Um, so I've used this a time or two before, but it's been a good long while. But if you need any parts that are complex. Uh-huh. Um, or if you need to turn one kind of material into the other, I can fabricate oh. it for you. Oh. I actually do need that. Yeah. Um, I'll see all this like metal right here. Yeah. It's gotten a little corroded and unusable, and I need more metal to build the propulsion system. Well, I could, I could definitely. DM, can I uh, cast fabricate and extract all of the metal out of that? into like sheets of metal like like if it's corroded can i like leave the rust behind essentially and pull because it's not all just a pile of rust right so it would be like 70 percent of the amount of metal before or whatever yeah uh yeah because you can do anything within a 10 foot cube so at least all the machinery and stuff you can the braces that held the ship together you can't fabricate those they're too big they're Um, bigger than 10 feet yeah, this is like a huge, I think like a I'm cruise ship curious. sized ship. I'm not so challenging. These are, yeah, I know. Asking, it's yeah. like a cruise ship sized ship. So we're talking like, you know, this is a huge metal van brace that stretches the whole circumference of that ship. Okay. It's kind of like rivets holding the wood together. So we, but the machinery do, inside you could do are the pipes. Okay. It can do within a 10 foot cube or within eight five foot cubes connected. So it could do something five feet by five feet by Okay. Long so you can too. probably get like 70% of the metal back. Okay. 70% of the usable metal. Okay. Um, so that shortens, obviously, the amount of stuff you need to get and probably gets you from four to three days. Okay. Of, I can do that four to- three times today as well. Okay. Uh, actually, I can do that six times today. I can upcast. Okay. Um, it, like, however that helps. But like if, if you need me to like if you need to make a thing that's complex, yeah. I can make complex shape like and, and whatnot. Sure. I might need your help in like the design of it, because I'm not yeah. an artificer. Uh, if you want to like guide me or something, but I can, you know. Uh, and do we need like an extra pair of hands just to like get something moving? Uh um, yeah, I think more hands on the uh It would have to be unskilled. Sure, I think in the carpentry aspect, um, Bradford would take any extra help. Once after the tomorrow, once the wood is thawed, I think Bradford would love extra hands. The mountain. Okay. I don't know if the mountain needs help or not. I think the mountain is pretty specialized in what he's doing. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. The mountain comes lumbering back with his seven foot tall, six foot wide frame, teeny <laughs> tiny little ice knife, <laughs> and goes back to the wall. And you see that he's got like about a fifth of a lens cut out of the wall, you know, and he's like carving a little ice lens. No, I think oh. he's good. What what is he what is he doing over there? That is going to be a sun shield for Bruiser when he is piloting the craft. Oh, like like the shield be used for your little climber. But it's going to defend against like hail and stuff. Uh, that, but actually more for the glare of the sun, so that Bruiser can see where he oh, is guiding hey, the ship to. Hey, 
could you make like some of those that I could like put on my eyes? Uh, I, I think th- we theoretically, could ask him, yeah. I think we want to. Prioritize. The mountain turns around and looks at you and shrugs and then taps his wrist. Well, I'm I'm not talking about now. I'm like like, could but you use like glass? Now like that I know, now that I know the design, yes, I could. Uh, Maybe we could do that later. Something. Yes, yeah. that would be nice for when I'm like out in the sun. Yeah. Yes, we can't see I, too well out here. I think that um, for right now we should prioritize this. Oh, project. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think that um, if there is extra time, or just once we're done with this project yeah. and yeah. we've escaped, then I think that especially for you, just generally walking yeah, around outside, I mean. yes, yeah, I think uh, it would be extremely helpful for you. And I would love to craft a set of those. Um, cool. Yes. Well, uh, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead uh, since it sounds like I'm I'm not too much more helpful than casting. The mending here. Well, you're gonna penny whistle all day, right? Yeah, I, I think I, I think tomorrow is when the penny whistling oh, will be more, okay, the most okay. important because yeah. that's when the actual carpentry will uh, start. Yeah, I was focusing on my fabricating. No, you're good. Okay. Um, hey, hey, Bradford, we found you some help for tomorrow. Extra hands. Fantastic. How are you with an axe? Uh I'm okay, and so is my friend here. And I point to nothing. <laughs> Just roll with it. Okay. I'm gonna ritual cast by uh, pulling out a piece of string and a little little cube of wood, and wrap the string around it and tie it. And I just toss it to the space I pointed at. And ritual <laughs> cast, unseen servant. Okay, just just to be clear, uh, as far as the way ritual casting works, as a ritual, minutes. it takes ten minutes. So, so you you're toss like, it there. You and toss the like... string there, and it sits there yeah. for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> next to you. Yeah, just okay. wait for it. It's coming. Just wait for it. It will yeah. come. That's my friend. You dropped some some string no, that, there. That's but my friend. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be awesome. You don't want to miss it. He'll be here in ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and he goes back to doing like clearly convinced this is oh, not gonna be helpful. Uh, he goes back <laughs> to doing. Can woodworking. you show, show me how to like swing that axe just to make sure I got it right? Because like okay, so I'm used to chopping firewood. So would it would it be the same way or today what we're chopping is firewood? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you got a spare axe? Sure, and he hands you an axe. All right. I go to chopping firewood. Okay. Ten minutes later, Fox. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you need to focus for the whole the whole ten minutes for a ritual cast? Mm-hmm. Hang on. Yes. You do. Oh, okay, okay. So you like take the axe and yeah, you, you stand there for ten minutes. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come help. <laughs> and I just stand there, don't move. <laughs> I'm coming. You're like, like I'm right behind you. Wait, what are the components uh, for I'll be here. <laughs> it's the string in the in the, in the wood. Yeah. No, no, like is it verbal, somatic? Oh, uh, it's it ritual. He's ritual casting uh, it. Yeah. You just need the somatic components oh. for, uh, or not somatic, the material components for oh. ritual cast. Um, okay. So that's happening. There's a little, a little ten minute bubble happening over there. Don't worry about it. Uh, Bradford <laughs> is continuing to do work. Um, <laughs> what's everybody else up to? I mean, Alan's just gonna keep continuing the okay. uh, work that he needs so to do. So it sounds for like we support. kind of spend the rest of this day just doing work on the airship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to know the significance of burning three third, fourth level spells, two fifth level, and one sixth level on these fabricating ob- like things. Like, I mean, there's only so much material to fabricate. And the airship itself is going to be bigger than a ten foot cube, or by all those. Well, cubes. I'm talking about like supplies or anything like, like I mean, he raw be, materials. Yeah, like he could. Do I get enough? Essentially, to the propulsion he can turn any raw material into like another thing. So it's like if there is if oh, like water to wine type of transformations. Like, well, oh, this it's was more glass like and now it's, it's sand. It's more like stone into stone statue, or like wood, like tree into bridge. Okay, so you're still making something out of what the material is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like he could be like taking their. I mean, firewood and turning it into a door or like, 
yeah, taking metal I mean, and turning it into bolts. And... I think on this day, it's probably not very much because okay. this day there isn't any spare material lying around, right? Like they're just going through the wreckage material. There's nothing to fabricate okay. from. So probably like ripping up the wreckage material and turning it into just useful like, stuff. Yeah, like unwrecked material. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, like, sure would be like telling crunched up metal and turning it into like metal yeah. plates that you can use to yeah. fabrication. So maybe we shrink separate. it by a day. You know, okay. maybe instead of looking at like five days for the the struck or the structure, out, you could help with the lens. That's probably the one that you okay. would help the most with yeah oh wow um, and that you could probably get that lens down to like that's probably done by the next day um okay. with all that assistance cool. so maybe that's where jeb spends right. his time he like the mountain kind of gestures I'm at what he needs and sketches attention. you know lines in the in the with his knife he kind of sketches outlines and mm -hmm. stuff and jeb is able to sort of fabricate the lens together and then there's a second one which you'd need tomorrow that's why it would take two days because okay. two lenses makes pull yeah, yeah, so yeah. wait with so. fabricate does that mean you can purify well how big is the lens? Yeah, how big is the lens? How big like you want the lens to be? Like a windshield almost? Yeah, it's yeah. like windshield It's size, like a bubble right? windshield. Yeah, so, so it fit in like a 10-foot cube for sure. Yeah, because also it's, okay, uh, so then it's he can Bruiser that's going to be in minutes. it and Bruiser's short. I can cast it twice and do it in 20 minutes. Okay. That's like 10 minutes per lens. Cool. Sure. So then, yeah, you get the lens done. Like, the rest the of the time would, like, yeah, the rest of the time would be probably attaching it to the deck. And the mountain sure. turns yeah, around like after like painfully right. chiseling <laughs> it. He turns around to pick something up, looks back, it's done. Well, no, he's showing Jeb what to do. You know, yeah, he's okay, like, here's yeah. where we need things, and Jeb is just yeah. kind of the new tool. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, the mountain looks over you and gives you a big thumbs up and a grin. It's just okay. <laughs> yeah, he looks down at little tiny Jeb. You have nice ankles. He picks you up and sets you on his shoulders and kind I'm of pats you on your head. Yeah, that's a little demeaning, but I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. so we get to the end of the day. All this work is being done on the airship. Night falls, and Radford is still not back yet Ooh. with Mockery um, as you're all heading back to the guest house. So I, I kind of given that situation, like take us into your mental state as you, you've had your dinner. You know, you're just kind of it's like you time at the guest house. You know, how's everyone feeling about that? So, uh, did Radford, like, say exactly what he was doing? He was just supposed to be scouting, right? Yeah, he's going to go look and come back. Showing the one woman he's friends with. Well, mockery? Yes, Mockery. Um, the army at the bottom of the mountain. Which way do you think they took? Well, I believe that he said that they were going to take the Overland route, which, as he explained to us previously, is a much long like it, it's technically safer than the inside route that we took but it is longer it takes a lot of time so like are we talking days i think that was a possibility from what he explained to us at the bottom at the base of the mountain oh. okay so hmm. I, I i don't radford always makes it he has so far and i know that this this and this is a quest home, is, this is our home turf so i, think I know fine. but so was gaim and so did Zog. Meanwhile, down at the bottom of the mountain, seven nat ones in. <laughs> <laughs> I I think he'll be fine. He ca he cares very much about what we're doing here with the airship, and I I obviously went together. Why does he care about it so much? Well, he uh, similar. I mean, this is his avatar we're looking for. Yes, uh, similar to Zoth, he's a very. Uh, dedicated follower of Kelnor and he's oh. got a very close connection it seems to Kay and finding Kay using this airship from my conversations with him is his number one priority um, huh. as far as the reason for this kind of pilgrimage I'm not sure but I just well, know that, that he's kind extremely of aligns passionate. With us too. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. mean ironically I found that in my life at least the worshippers of Kelnor the most chill and vibe god there is is some of the most 
fanatic and following him. They, I, I, I don't know if what I would describe him is fanatical, but very driven, I would oh, say. Yeah. I'm just saying I've... Driven to chill. Yeah. I've met a lot of other, I guess, worshippers and... Sure. I don't know. They don't seem to want to travel to the other end of the world. Where? Well, you know, it's along our travels. We haven't really run into any other... Tra- like. Remember the church in the absence of Zothkug in the room is palpable. Oh, I thought you were talking about other followers of Kelnor. No. So you don't know any other followers of Kelnor? Well, where I grew up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I I don't know uh, if we knew that. Sorry. uh, I thought it was just Zoth. No, I... So I grew up... I'm a changeling, right? What? (laughs) I know. That's wild. Can you, like, make your nose big? (laughs) <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, fine. <laughs> <laughs> you look like me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Point being, right, is my race is descended from, you know, Kelnor. What? Not Kelnor. Sorry. So you're like a little, little mini god. <laughs> Point being, uh, my you whole act village. Like it sometimes. <laughs> my whole village uh, worshipped. Uh, Kelnor. Oh, so. interesting. So is that why Zoth was always like trying to get you to be all religious and you're like, nah? I, it's a little cringe to me, but... <laughs> I don't know how I feel that, I yeah. guess. Huh. kind of wish I had listened to Zoth some of those times, but... Well, you have a chance to now. I'm sure you haven't forgotten what he said. It's a vibe. <laughs> It is, and that's what he would say. That's true. That's what he would say, and I really hope that that's what Radford will say when he makes it back. Mm. As the storm, Man, this steak is really good. <laughs> As the storm swirls outside, but of course you can't hear it from within your, your cozy guest house walls. Um, down on the trail, Radford and Mockery are making the final leg of the climb. They've passed the other hazards, and now they're just heading back towards the tower. Um They've up until this point kind of walked in silence, like kind of, you know, just just making their way up the mountain. Now Mockery turns to you uh, and and she says, so if there's this army and they're going to march up here, even if we evacuate, what about the Sunset House? What of the library? I don't know. There's a lot of things that get. A lot of things that they get messed up when. When the world's at war. People don't often think about the, the small important things, like libraries. Books are important. They are. They are the foundation of knowledge. They are. Yes. Maybe you can learn words. Maybe you really can long, tell your like friends. You'd like. Maybe you can tell your friends to put library on boat. Well, maybe that might be something for you to ask them. But it's maybe no. you can ask. Them. I mean, I'll put in a good word <laughs> for you, but. When push comes to shove, I'm, I'm going to be wanting to get people on there as opposed to books. Or at least people first. Seems more prudent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. People die. Books books don't have to die. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. I'll have to see. What are you going to do? I don't know. Will you come or will you stay with your books? 
Well, you come with your books and bring the books. I mean, I would go with the books, probably. I don't know. I didn't think about it. So you're telling me that the guild hall is... Are we just giving up on it? Is foregone conclusion? I don't know. I mean, when we were putting this bo- this ship together, the initial idea wasn't getting everybody... Like, we weren't coming to steal everybody and leave. We are trying to find Kay. Kay's in the sky. He's in his own ship. That's how we get there, but... The armies are all over the world. It's not just here. When we were flying here, we, uh... Yes, we fly. We have some dragonelles, and they're super cool. I didn't cool. say anything no, about I just, it. No, I'm just saying it impressively, because it's impressive. <laughs> okay. But we, when we were flying, the armies were everywhere. The The city of Kaim is pretty much the last free city in Uradon. How can... Does everyone else just suck at army? Or at war? Or... Like, how can, how can the whole of the continent... It's either a testament to the whole of the, kind of the continent being bad, or these abolists being really good at what they do. And if they're really good at what they do, then we have to be really good at what we do. And so it seems less of, hey, we're going to come fix the ship and kidnap everybody off of the mountain, and more of a, what a good fortune that we're here at this time. Oh, like a lucky thing. Yeah, because they wouldn't, I mean, they would have come for you anyway. I'm glad we were here for you. Hmm. Interesting. I will have to read about these abelis. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, Thrax and I just got really mad and just, like, <laughs> froze them all to pieces? That'd be pretty cool. Literally. Ha, ha, ha. That's fun. She lights up a cigar, and as the little puff of smoke wisps into the fog in front of you, the dark, starless sky, um, you know, you're surrounded by the blizzard. Uh, you see the first little glimmer of the lights of the Sunset House in the distance. Um, the the watchtower, you know, has a, a little torch at the top for whoever's mm-hmm. keeping watch. Um, and so you can see the tower kind of glimmering out of the night down towards you. Well, we're almost here. I will make my report. Will you come with me? Oh, I'm with you. All right, let's go. And she tosses Thanks. the cigar into the snow. Thanks for sticking up for me. I appreciate it. I don't know if I stuck up for you. I went with you. <laughs> That's something. It was more than some others. Mm. And it's appreciated. You're welcome. And the two of you walk past the guest house uh, where inside your, your companions are like, I wonder when they'll be back. You walk past there, across the bridge, through the door into the rotunda of the sunset house. You walk beyond the uh, balcony and into one of the narrow corridors that leads into the house proper until you're standing in front of the sort of private quarters of the Solis, the council that leads the Society of the Silver Sky uh, to make your case. And the two of you stand there looking at the knocker and then at each other. I'll take the heat for it. What are they gonna do, kick me out? <laughs> fair point, fair point. And you knock on the door. It opens almost before you're done knocking and Solfenega is there, looks at you coolly. I see you've returned. That's impressive work. 
I toss him the patch that says private security goons. Boy, that army sure is a vibe. So they're mercenaries? Part of them. By this time, they've acquired and, and absorbed armies from all over the nation. And you've seen this too? And Mockery, you know, nods her head and, yes, I was there. We had to fight two of their sentinels at the head of the Darkwood to retrieve these patches for you. Who's and holding the, uh, the arrowhead? This is in my pack. And then we had to come very quickly back up the mountain to get here in time to tell you because you didn't believe Radford. I got no. <laughs> the, the, you know, Fenegal looks down at her, looks over at you, shrugs. It seems like this army is credible. And he walks back in and the, the remainders, the, the other three members of the Solis are kind of seated around a table. Um, and they say, okay, tell us everything. And you have a chance to kind of relay all the stuff you've seen about the mm -hmm. army, the three big cast iron thing, mm -hmm. like crate looking Rolling things. Rolling them into position somehow. Yeah. To some end. Um, they don't have any idea either what could be in those. Mm -hmm. um, you talk about how, you know, this is the work of the Aboleths. We believe there's layers to this army. We think there are maybe some shadow creatures down there or whatever. Um, so you kind of explain everything. So it takes a couple hours, you know, um, a couple hours and like a steaming mug of tea um, that's brought from the kitchens for everybody. And they say, well... I guess we will decide what is what is best. I think it is unlikely that we will be able to evacuate quickly. We have we have elderly in our guild. We have young uh, creatures in our guild. I think it will be necessary to make some sort of defense here while we facilitate the evacuation at the rate that the ship is being built. Um, perhaps you could speak to your companions about putting some of your expertise to work and building some defenses around our guild hall. And, and we can provide some labor to assist in, in the cause, but we are not warriors. I mean, not this kind of warrior. Um, is that something that you think your companions would contribute to? Yes, they're honorable. The implication is clearly not missed by, you know, by Fenega. Um, Sola Era kind of intervening between the, the two stones that are grinding against each other here says, well, thank you very much for your report. You must be super tired. Let's get you back to your guest house. And she accompanies you out, you know, just kind of lit by candle. Um, Mockery leaves to go to her quarters and, and go to sleep. And you head back to the guest house. So it's like two in the morning when Radford finally, you know, shows up at the door to the guest house. Uh, Fox is just sharpening daggers. Bruiser would probably be asleep unless we we'll Okay. I would say I think Gunner and, uh, and Alan are asleep probably at that point. Okay. So it's just Fox sharpening daggers when Radford gets to the door. I think Jeb's asleep, too. He's going to sleep off that exhaustion. Hey, Smoke Toes. Radford. Hey, you're back. Yep. Put the daggers away. I... That was a little quicker than I thought it would be. Um, I was a little... Everything go okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's going just fine, and it's... Still awful. Did they, did they believe you? Yeah, they did. Uh, well, they believe mockery. Um, but yeah, yeah, they did. It's it's going to be good. They're going to uh, they're going to give us some extra resources, but they want they want our uh, our advice in putting up some defenses, and they don't think that we're going to be able to. They don't think the timetable's good enough, and uh, we might need to stand ground a little bit. You know that. Makes some sense. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I guess the bridge would be a good choke point. Hey, I, oh, hmm. Why didn't I take you with me? <laughs> I could have done that What I was... Yeah, that would be a good choke point. Um, But, like, even around the tower, I don't know if we can put up some... a better wall or... I mean, we can try, but without... I mean, maybe using some magical means, but I'm just worried that it's it's not as easily defendable. I think Gunner could like make some explosives. That he could were put like some landmines. Gunner, Gunner is in the bed in the room with you guys, and he goes, <laughs> "What? What?" And he's like, "Quick, explosive! Explosives!" Sorry. Yeah. Oh. So. Okay. So, uh, would you prefer? Would you be able to make something go boom when people get nearby? Kind of like something yeah. to do with proximity, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of wire. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. People can trip on. Yeah. Are you like tap someone? The... You awake? Are you like sleep recommending um, um, bombs? Oh, oh. <laughs> I can do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna take a short intermission here to have some dinner.